Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, The Next Time He Comes with My Savior's Love.
on San Juan Island, a disputed territory near Vancouver Island. Lyman Cutler, an American, bellowed to his wife. Charlie Griffith's British pig was in my potatoes again. I'll shoot it for sure. That same June day in 1859, Cutler repeated the warning to Charlie Griffin, who just shrugged. When the pig got into Cutler's potatoes again, he shot it. Griffin demanded $100 in damages, which Cutler refused to pay. The Englishman Griffin swore that he would have Cutler jailed by James Douglas, governor of Vancouver, a British colony. The boundary between the United States and British territories, according to an 1846 treaty, was the channel separating North America from Vancouver Island. But there were two such main channels. British authorities had chosen the one which put San Juan under British rule, and American officials had selected the channel which put San Juan in Washington Territory. National feelings ran high when the United States General William S. Harney stopped there on an unofficial visit he heard of Cutler's pending arrest. Harney reported the United States that the island's lighthouses were under attack by the British, who were going to try one of our citizens for shooting a pig. A company of U.S. troops was immediately dispatched. When word of the American invasion reached Governor Douglas, he sent three British warships to the island. Harney sent more American troops. The tiny island was ready to explode in the war. With tensions growing at home between North and South, the United States government was alarmed at the possibility of a conflict with Great Britain. General Winfield Scott was dispatched to San Juan to investigate. He ordered most American troops to leave and that met with Governor Douglas. The discussion was tense. They finally agreed to a joint occupation. Not until 1872 was the dispute officially settled. Kaiser Wilhelm served as an arbitrator and awarded the island to the United States. The site was designated a National Historic Landmark in 1961. The park is divided into two camps, the American camp and the British camp. The British camp is the only part of a United States national park that commemorates a British military site and the only one that flies the British Union flag. How many times in our Christian life we let little things enter in and defeat us in our daily walk. Someone hurts our feelings so we stop going to church. We think we're too tired to spend time studying God's Word, or we desire worldly possessions before the Lord's work. It is the little things that defeat us. Listen now as Larry Grable, Bill Burkett, Dave Kephart, and John Harris sings for us the beautiful song entitled, Family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the As we travel this sod, for I'm part of the family, the family of God. You will notice. 
Jesus, we say brother and sister around here. It's because we're a family and these folks are so dear. When one has a heartache, we all shed a tear and rejoice in each victory in this family so dear. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the From rags unto riches, from the weak to the strong, I'm not worthy to be here, but praise God I belong. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by Listen, join the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen or to watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14, and there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Sarah Steele and Phyllis Cantawine play for us on the piano in Oregon this wonderful song, Make me a blessing.
someone should greet you with good morning and how is Jesus Christ this morning? What would your answer be? This was the question flung at Sammy by British soldiers in the spirit of mischief many years ago in India. Sammy was a London Missionary Society preacher to his own people in his native India. He would trot along with his Bible under one arm and a big umbrella under the other. The umbrella was a sign of respectability in that area of India, so Sammy always carried a big one. One morning, Sammy was trotting along the road in front of a large camp of British soldiers when several of them began to ridicule the small, statured man as he approached. Calling him over to them, they greeted him. Good morning, Sammy. And how is Jesus Christ this morning? Sammy was quick to catch the flippant tone of the question and made a prompt and wise reply. Do you mean to tell me, said, that you men who come from the land which sent us the gospel have called me over here this morning to insult the Lord Jesus Christ? Still you ask me a question, and I'll answer it from my Bible. Turn to Hebrews 13, verse 8. Sammy read with solemn emphasis these words. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Then Sammy went trotting on. But that's not the end of the story. The next morning, Sammy's wife was greatly alarmed when two British soldiers came up to their dwelling and asked for Sammy. She thought her husband was certainly gotten in some trouble with the government. But her fears quickly vanished when Sammy appeared, and she saw these two soldiers shake her husband's hand as if they would never let go. Her fears transformed into pride when she heard these British soldiers tell Sammy, how glad they were the way he had spoken so bravely on the previous day. They told how ashamed his courageous words had made them all feel. And to top it off, they told how they had gone into the jungle to think over quietly and there had received the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. God can always use a person who has the courage to stand up for him. He can use you too if you would only let him. Listen now as Lucinda Richardson sings for us his song entitled, Keep Making Me. Make me broken so I can be healed. Cause I'm so calloused And now I can't feel I want to run to you With heart wide open Make me broken Make me empty So I can be filled Cause I'm still holding to my will and I'm completed when you are with me so make me empty till you are my one desire till you are my one true love till you are 
Lord, please keep making me. Make me lonely so I can be yours till I want no one more than you, Lord. Cause in the darkness, I know you will hold me. Make me lonely till you are my one desire. Till you are my one true love. Till you are my breath, my everything. Lord, please keep making me. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ's dispensational message at a Jewish synagogue at Nazareth. Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to verse 21. And he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and he sat down. And all the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fast unto him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now compare Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, with Isaiah 61, verses 1 and verse number 2. The Lord Jesus Christ... The living Word of God was reading from the written Word of God in a Jewish synagogue in the city of Nazareth. A book, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, was handed to Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ located Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 and verse number 2. The Lord Jesus Christ read Isaiah 61, verse 1, and just a portion of verse number 2. The Lord Jesus Christ ended verse number 2 in the middle of the sentence. He did not read the words, The day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Again, if you take Luke and compare Luke with Isaiah 61 verse 1 verse 2, you will see this. Further, 
the Lord Jesus Christ said, this scripture was being fulfilled right now. The Lord Jesus Christ called Luke scripture. The word scripture, and obviously also Isaiah 61 verse 1 and 2, the word scripture means that which is written down. The words of Isaiah indeed were the inerrant, infallible, preserved word of God. And again, scripture you see it in Luke 4.21. As stated in Daniel chapter 10 verse 21 where we read the words of scripture of truth. Why did the Lord Jesus Christ, the living word of God, read Isaiah 61 verse 1 and only a portion of verse number 2? Why did he suspend his reading in verse number 2? Why in Isaiah 61 verse 1 and verse part of verse 2 was being fulfilled during the earthly ministry of Christ? It was being fulfilled then. This day is this scripture being fulfilled in your ears. The Lord Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of these prophecies. The Lord Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of the Messianic prophecies. Why did the Lord Jesus Christ then leave off that portion of verse number 2 with the words, the days of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all them that mourned? The days of vengeance were not being fulfilled during the earthly ministry of Christ. They await a future fulfillment. The days of vengeance are not being fulfilled during the dispensation of grace. We're not living in the days of vengeance, but rather we're living in the days of grace, the dispensation of grace. All the 13 Pauline epistles somewhere in the salutations have the word grace and peace be unto you. The days of vengeance are associated with the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to remind you that the second coming of Christ is not the same as the rapture of the church, the body of Christ. You cannot use those terms interchangeably. Days of vengeance. And I'd encourage you to read Luke chapter 21, verse 20 and 21 in verse number 22. In, in Luke 21, 20 and 21, this is a mid-tribulation verse of Scripture. Verse 20 does say, When you see Jerusalem compassed with armies, know that the desolation thereof is nigh. And this is not talking about Titus in 70 AD. Verse 22. How do I know? Verse 22. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Turn over and, and read over in Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Read verses 6 down through verse number 8. Verse number 8 talks about and says these words, in flaming fire, and this is a reference to the second coming of Christ, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obeyed not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 63, verse number 4, For the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. Revelation chapter 6, verse number 10, They cry with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Truly, Lord Jesus Christ, the living word, did stop in the middle of verse number 2. And he was saying that Isaiah 61, verse 1, and part of verse number 2 were being fulfilled at that point, but not the days of vengeance. What was he doing? He was rightly dividing the word of truth. And we can understand and realize if you turn over to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10 to 11, the two comings of Christ. First coming, earthly ministry, the sufferings, the second coming, the glory. 
and the prophets did not see nor they talk about anything about the dispensation of God's grace. And that's why we talk about rightly dividing the word of truth here at the Altoona Bible Church. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is according to God's word and it rightly divided? And you truly can only know God's time if you read and study the word of God rightly divided in the Lord Jesus Christ and Luke 4, read it with this message, truly gave a dispensational message. This day is this scripture being fulfilled in your ears and the issue of rightly dividing the word of truth. As Christians, we need to keep studying the word of God, understanding it and living it. And for the unsaved, Galatians chapter 3 says, for all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Please trust the Lord Jesus Christ today before it's eternally too late. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is my